Hello, sweethearts. Thanks for joining me today on Love Letters 2, the daily podcast dedicated to wonderful and unexpected things. In today's episode, continuing through our month of first times, it is a love letter to Beverly Johnson, the first woman of color to grace the cover of Vogue magazine. She redefined the face of beauty and opened doors for many others along the way. Not just a groundbreaking supermodel, Johnson is also a loving mother and grandmother, successful actress, respected businesswoman, and influential advocate. I'm Alicia Mintz, and I invite you to join me today for this love letter to Beverly Johnson, coming to you right after a brief word from our sponsors. Dear Beverly Johnson, in 1974, you transformed the fashion industry and the face of beauty when you appeared on the cover of Vogue magazine. The cover of Vogue is an accomplishment for any model, but for you, it was also history-making because you were the first black model to be given the distinction. And once that August 1974 edition was on newsstands, you became one of the most recognizable women in the world. You were born on October 13, 1952, in Buffalo, New York. During your childhood, you were a competitive swimmer. After you graduated from high school in 1969, you tried your hand at modeling. Your dad was not on board with this plan, but your mother was supportive. It didn't take long for your career to take off. One of your first jobs was an assignment with Glamour magazine. Your first modeling agent was Eileen Ford. And when you told her that you wanted the cover of Vogue, she flat out told you that you were never going to be on the cover of Vogue magazine, so you chose to leave. When you visited Wilhelmina Models, Wilhelmina herself told you she could get you on the cover. So, you signed with her. You have said that you didn't actually realize the historical significance of your cover until it was actually on the newsstands. When asked if you had campaigned to get the cover, you said that you hadn't but it was a personal goal that you had set for yourself. You hadn't wanted to be on the cover to break a color barrier or make societal change. You simply wanted to be the top model, and in your athlete's mindset, the cover of Vogue was the gold medal of modeling. Recalling the morning when you found out that you had made it on the cover, you described it as a thrilling highlight of your life. You hurried out of your apartment to the closest newsstand, and asked for the Vogue magazine. You then realized that you hadn't brought any money to buy a copy. When you explained to the man running the newsstand that it was actually you on the cover, neither he nor anyone else around you believed it. The newsstand person said, If you were a model, you'd be able to afford the magazine now, wouldn't you? So you had to leave and go back to your apartment to get money. You ran all the way back and bought it, Then you found a payphone and called your mother collect. After telling your mom the news, you both cried with happiness. However, when the issue came out and every media outlet was reporting on it and wanted to interview you, you realized the impact the cover was making. You have said that you had not experienced racism in your modeling career. In fact, the only prejudice you felt was from Ebony and Essence, the leading black magazine, who refused to put you on their covers because they said you weren't 
ethnic-looking enough. You also said that during your early modeling years, there weren't any black makeup artists or hairdressers, and the white stylists and makeup artists didn't know how to properly work with women of color. You described the result of their efforts to be sometimes comical. All of the media attention that you being the first black woman on Vogue was getting made you give considerable thought to the issue of race and beauty standards. You considered the bias that your mother's and grandmother's generations had to deal with regarding what the cultural norm of beauty had always been. You considered yourself lucky to have been born at a time that allowed you to have your beauty recognized, unlike generations of African-American women before you. You felt angry, but also inspired. You made it your mission to be a role model for all young women, but especially African-American women. After your historic August 1974 cover, Vogue's magazine circulation tripled. By 1975, every major American fashion designer was using models of color. In 1975, you made history again by becoming the first black American model to grace the cover of French L. You, of course, went on modeling and became one of the most successful models of the 1970s and 80s, appearing on hundreds of magazine covers. But you didn't stop with modeling. You are also an author, reality TV host, activist, singer, influencer, actress, and entrepreneur. You are happy to see so many changes in the modeling and fashion industry, including encouraging women over the age of 35 to be respected models and promoting body positivity and healthy weights for models. In fact, your daughter Ananza Sims is a successful plus-size model and has helped others to embrace their healthy bodies, including their curves. You proved yourself a worthy role model again when in 2014, you wrote an article for Vanity Fair exposing that Bill Cosby had drugged you in the 1980s. Your experience was drinking a cup of cappuccino he had made for you in his Manhattan home and starting to feel your body go completely limp. Fortunately, you realized what was happening before he could sexually assault you. You began screaming and cursing at Cosby, who ended up dragging you outside and putting you in a cab. You went into more detail about the incident in your memoir, The Face That Changed It All, in 2015. Beverly Johnson, you also have a big heart, and one of the ways you show this is by being the international spokesperson for the Global Down Syndrome Foundation. Your niece, Natalie Fuller, was born with Down Syndrome, so the issue is deeply personal for you. In 2011, you joined Natalie on the catwalk at the Global Down Syndrome Foundation's Be Beautiful, Be Yourself fashion show. Of the experience, you said, It was the most inspiring charity event I have ever attended, and the awareness it brings to what people with Down syndrome can do is amazing. You have also been active in supporting AIDS awareness and the United Negro College Fund throughout your career. Some other important causes you have championed are women's rights, domestic violence and child abuse prevention, and degenerative diseases. You are also a member of the Board of Directors for the Barbara Sinatra Children's Center for Abused Children. You have been instrumental in shaping the fashion industry by campaigning against inequitable employment and treatment of works in factory sweatshops. 
through this work, you became an ambassador of goodwill to the fashion industry. You've made a name for yourself in the business world as well, with your own luxury lifestyle company, which produces hair care products. You were determined to bring affordable beauty products to women of all incomes. You have partnered with Target in order to make your luxury beauty products accessible to all women. Some of these product lines are Model Logic by Beverly Johnson, which is a multicultural line of luxurious hair products, as well as Beverly Johnson Drawstring Ponytails, which are made from a blend of synthetic and natural hair. To describe why you feel strongly about bringing these products to the public, you said, I think that one should not be afraid of makeup, hair, and style. I think it's a sign of confidence when you pull yourself together to present who you want to be and how you want to feel instead of just playing everything down. Your influence on the modeling and fashion industries cannot be measured, but you have done a great deal for the world outside of those industries as well. In acknowledgement of those efforts, you have been given many honors. Some of these include being named as one of the 20th century's 100 most influential people in the fashion industry by the New York Times, the Quincy Jones Exceptional Advocacy Award from the Global Down Syndrome Foundation, the NAACP Image Award, the McDonald's Black 365 Award, the Fashion Icon Award from the Thurgood Marshall College Fund, as well as being named one of Oprah Winfrey's 25 Top Legends. Here's to you, Beverly Johnson. You made history in 1974 as the first woman of color on the cover of Vogue and the next year on the cover of French Elle magazine. Over the course of your career, your beautiful face has been on more than 500 magazine covers. But that isn't the end of your story and impact. For almost 50 years, you have used your celebrity to be an influential advocate for many causes and issues. Your dedication to affect change in the fashion industry and the world is truly inspiring. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Love Letters 2. Until we meet again, darlings, stay in love. Thanks for listening to Love Letters 2, a Hemlock Creatives production. Feel like showing some love to Love Letters 2? We'd love it if you tell a friend or leave us a kind review or even come and visit us on social media. You can find us at Instagram or Facebook at Love Letters 2 Podcast. You can also reach out and email us at loveletters2podcast at gmail.com or visit our website at loveletters2podcast.com. Until we meet again in the next episode, darlings, stay in love.